Welcome to Raising Consciousness with me, Lou Burrows, where raising human consciousness happens. On this show, I'm joined by guests to cover a range of topics and have conversations that will raise human consciousness for current and future generations. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to Raising Consciousness. And today I'm joined by Leila here in Trowbridge. Um, Leila, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. So um, today I was thinking, as we're in your shop, it's a really lovely shop, um, that we will talk about the ethos here, because obviously that's like climate change, health. Yeah. I've been on my own like health journey the past 12, 18 months. So um, that could be really fitting okay, for, for today. But um, to start with, how about if you go ahead and share who is Layla? I had to write this the other day with my friend Abby, so I'll see if I can remember it. So I don't describe myself as titles. So mm. even though I am a mother, even though I'm a wife, even though I'm half Moroccan, I'm a lot more than that. So I am, I am nature. I love nature. I am free. Freedom is so important to me. I am at one with all my decisions. So I always do everything with no regret. I wholeheartedly make decisions. I love making people happy. I love seeing people smile. I love giving back if my cup is full. Never if my cup is full. <laughs> Uh, and I love being part of a community. I think for me, that's something that's really important. So that's kind of who I am. That's where my heart is. I love bright colors. I love fashion. I love books. I love anything spirituality. There's a lot to me. <laughs> but those are a few things. And I love houseplants. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So with the the shop, kind of talk to us about that. Because obviously, although you don't do titles, you are the founder of Un Undressed, yes, is it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, talk to us kind of about how this shop happened okay and yeah then we'll kind of see see where the conversation okay, so goes. rewind to august of 2019 so i was i i just came out being homeless me and my daughter she was one and a half at the time we were living in bristol we had to come back to trowbridge and when we were living in bristol there was a plethora of like organic health food shops there was loads of sustainable options there was loads of independent businesses and i loved it me and my daughter were in our element there we had options variety then when we came back to trowbridge um through circumstances out of our control there was no options and i thought okay if no one's doing it we'll do it what's the worst that can happen it doesn't work so i decided to open a not-for-profit and I crowdfunded £10,000 from the local community to open Trowbridge's first zero waste health food shop. So that was in a different location to this. It was in a room that is, it was probably a quarter of the size of this room. So it was okay. tiny, um, but it was incredible. There were so many people who wanted the option to stop shop ethically, sustainable, to, if you don't know what a refill shop is, so you bring your lunch boxes, your containers, yeah. you fill them up. Um, and then once you finish with it, you bring it back and fill it up again and again. So there's no single use packaging and the same with like your cleaning liquids. So we had an amazing, it was amazing response. Everything everyone wanted was there and it was great. Then COVID happened three months later, just after we opened off, I say we, just after I opened my first shot and it was hard. It was really hard, but the first lockdown was great. We got loads of new customers. I really quickly was able to deliver. Then the second two lockdown, it really went downhill from there. I think people wanted like, I don't know, what's the word? Not consistent. Like on-demand type. Like yeah, they wanted everything. Convenience, that's convenience. it. So they wanted okay. to be able to go to one shop and get everything. So mm. Tesco, Sainsbury's, mm. etc. So I decided for my own sanity to completely close the shop. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in like a bad place mentally, but I could feel that it was starting to happen. So I decided before it was too late to just close it. Um, and of course, there was a massive uproar on social media because it was all funded through social media. And people called me selfish and people called me failure. And it was just like, 
yeah. just to breathe. Yeah, breathe. So we closed that last year um, in the summer and then my husband came on board um, and we opened up this, which is exactly the same as the old business. However, this is a limited company. Mm. So rather than constantly giving back, we're now looking after ourselves first. So mm. we're able to pay ourselves, build an empire for our children to grow the business. So this is kind of take this new business, which is exactly the same, but a little bit different. It's kind of taken a different turn to the whole sustainable zero waste shop. This is more a health food shop rather than a refillable zero waste shop. Still got all the aspects, but for me, this business is more about you come in here, it's a safe space. You come in the shop and it's got everything to better yourself, whether it's health plants or healthy foods or being part of the workshops we do in the building or becoming friends with it, just something that will benefit their life. I don't think there needs to be an emphasis on fixing things from the outside. And this goes on to climate emergency, but I think we all need to fix ourselves not fixed because no one's broken. We need to heal ourselves from the yeah. inside outwards. And that's kind of what me and my husband are doing here. I don't, I hadn't shown you when you came in, but um, where our friend Abby is, that is a room that people hire out. So we've got all sorts of holistic and um, natural and community events going on in there. So it brings lighthearted people, lighthearted. I sound like Ryan. <laughs> it brings people with similar values together to share that time, that energy, that love, and then it creates that community. Mm. And I think that's one thing that this business really stands strongly on is we've created a massive community. People bump into their old friends, their old neighbors, or they come in and randomly ask me something about, I don't know, a green bean, something <laughs> bizarre like that. So it's, it's a lovely hub that's building and it's, it's got so much potential, but it, you just take it daily and make decisions mm -hmm. as you need to, rather than kind of goal of becoming a millionaire so with that in mind do you have like a vision as where you would like where you would like the shop to kind of be in yeah in like three years five years whatever it is or you know an ultimate vision? yeah yeah of course so i struggle with seeing long-term goals mainly because i'm trying to really separate myself from like materialistic things mm. in terms of so when you have a business most people are like i want to turn over a million miles in the first yeah. year for me i just want to achieve things like I want my shop to be able to run itself without me mm. being there. I will always be here, but I'd like to step away and I don't know, plan the next business, mm. plan more stock I'm getting in. So for me, it is. So in the next year, for example, I want the business to be self-sufficient where I can literally take a step back. I can mm. hire some staff. I can employ some of the community. I want to be able to really listen to my customers so that I am only stocking things that they want to buy, not what I think they want. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I'm saying years down the road, people don't want to buy refillable health foods and they just want health plants. I can swap that out. I can make mm -hmm. it just a health plant shop. So those are kind of the only goals for the business. And I mean, of course, it would be great to turn over, I don't know, half a million, a million pounds, but. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm similar in that. So that like I have the vision. Yeah. But it's more of like what it looks like, yeah. what, what it feels like, rather than I just saying, you know, a, a million pounds. Like yeah. if that happens as a byproduct, then that happens. Exactly. You know? And I think if you get stuck in the in the dark circle of money makes the world go around, it quite literally yeah. will. So if I don't hit my target a day, I'm still thankful for every last customer. I'm still thankful for 5P that someone said it's all about the smaller things for me, which creates the bigger thing. It's not about the, oh, I hit a... I don't know, 500 pound target. So with the, the shop and everything you're doing, obviously it's centered around climate change yeah, and, yeah. and health. Has through that process and through like gaining customers, um, has there been like an education standpoint in educating your potential customers on the difference between this loaf of bread to a loaf of bread you would buy in buy like Tesco, yeah, you, you know, um, and kind of what's that process been like? Because, um, yeah, I, I noticed that, is it like sourdough bread you yeah. have and, you know, in these sorts of, these sorts of products yeah. and 
do people even know the, the health benefits of that compared to a white loaf? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I and, and so like, obviously with this show, we're looking to raise in consciousness, right? Like raise the awareness on helping people to become a better version of themselves. And so I feel like, you know, this is a part of it of people understanding the difference. Yeah. So I'm trying to think what angle to take this answer at. So there's a few different things that come to my mind. So I'll start with the sourdough because that's actually a really good example. So we sell a sourdough loaf for £4.50, which mm. is very expensive. I say expensive, it's higher price to a £1.50 loaf you get in mm. Tesco. Why is that? First of all, we're an independent, so that mm. right, these are all the conversations I have yeah. with yeah. And whether a customer wants to hear it or not, I cannot stop talking. <laughs> I kind of have no choice. So I educate them around like, we pay fairly, so it's £4.50 so that my shop can keep a little bit, so that the baker can keep a little bit, so her supplier can keep a little bit. Everyone's paid fairly. And when you kind of look at it like that, you then start to see how transparent it can be. Yeah. Whereas if you go to Tesco, and this is no bad words about Hovis. As an example, if you buy a loaf of Hovis, you don't know if the person who packaged the bag is paid correctly. Mm-hmm. You don't know if the person who's mixed the flour. You, you just don't know how far yeah. that it goes. All you know is that Hovis is a successful company mm-hmm. and that they can keep going. So we're very transparent. And then just like you said about the raising consciousness, we don't want to fill people with preservatives. We don't want to fill them with processed food. So we don't sell anything that is classed as processed or has any parabens, sulfates, additives. It's as basic as you get. Perfect example, the sourdough is made of three ingredients. Yeah. And I don't think, well, you can't, you can't get that in a supermarket. So we offer something very, very unique. And just by having that product, having a conversation like this, I've taught one person what the real cost of bread is. Yeah. And then that can go over to anything that can go over to why, why is my laundry liquid a little bit more or why... How do you make lentils? Why do you not see lentils like this in the supermarket? Why are they in a tin? Why are tins bad for you? And it can go onto a completely, you could talk about it for hours because there's so many things, but you kind of gauge the energy of a customer when they come in. A lot of people come in and you can tell by their energy, they're smiling, they're really excited to be in the shop, but they, they they know what the shop's about. Then you get the people that are really intrigued because they come in and you kind of let them take the conversation and then you go on from there or you get people that come in chat they don't really care about the products they don't care about the values the ethics they just want to chat and i'm fine for that yeah but it's just i let them lead the conversation it's got nothing to do with what i want them to know Mm. so that they can get what they want out of it and experience the business how they perceive it have you had anyone come in who has been curious and maybe be you know I'm going to Tesco, like those types of conversations, or maybe it's friends and family who maybe don't, again, like consciously understands the difference between this bread or yeah. this product to this product. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is obviously due to our upbringing and, you know, well, what we've always known. So perfect example, Trowbridge, where we are at the moment, where my shop is, it has a very big, I don't want to say a big divide, but there is a large population of people who live underneath poverty line. I've lived there, I've been there, I've grown up in it, so I completely understand it. And then there's a massive community of people who have moved here from Bristol or London. Mm. So they have a bit more wealth, a bit more money, a bit more disposable income. So for me, trying to kind of bridge that gap between people who, oh yeah, look, it's a really cool shop in Trowbridge, to then coming into the shop. So I've got in my shop window a price comparison list. So that will tell you 10 items we sell, how much it is in my shop, how much it is in Sainsbury's and Tesco. That within itself, does a lot of, should we say, marketing. Because if Sally, who has a family of four, is on a tight budget, which is completely understandable and respectable, you need to let her know that even though it looks 
really nice inside. It's not about money. We're not Waitrose. We may look a little bit bougie, a little bit stylish, but we're not, we don't have the prices. So being really transparent that that almost takes down the wall of intimidation that then says that, okay, so Layla's laundry liquid is the same price as Ecoba, which is another supermarket brand that's very natural. It's the same. So I know that if I go in there, what I buy in the supermarket, I can get it cheaper in Layla's shop and so on and so forth. But then on the reverse of that, you get people that come in, love what you're doing, but they, they want more. And they're like, why is everything? Cause we're an organic shop. Look, everything's organic. They're like, why is everything not organic? Why is, why haven't you got this? If you're a health food shop, you should have X, Y, and Z. So it's trying to kind of do it at our pace rather than the customer's pace. Cause otherwise you would stop selling all the health foods and you would just have the loose crisps and sweets, which people want, which isn't what we want for the business. So it's trying to balance out what the customer wants, listening, and then reacting, giving them what they want or what we want to do. And it happens all the time. And in terms of health and the point on that, like I kind of think of it, I would love to get your perspective on this, that there's always going to be some sort of cost per se, whether that's a cost of kind of money or whether that's actually a cost to our health and then our time. Either I buy this a little bit more expensive product it's going to help my body, you know, um, and fuel me the right way, or I can buy a cheaper option that basically isn't, you know, and kind of how I, how I I look at that is that the option that is maybe cheaper, but not as good for me, I'm going to probably see the effects of that more longer term rather than in the short term. And then I kind of go into this thing of so many people, again, you know, I'm empathetic to it like make sure they make those like those short-term decisions and so i'm just wondering how hear your thoughts on that and any wisdom that you have on how people can maybe think a bit more long term yeah i mean for me it could also come back to the values point on like once yeah. you know what you stand for then you're going to be able to make better choices and better decisions it's something that me and my husband always play should we say ping pong with okay. we're always going back and forth um so to put it into context i work in the shop most days okay. he is a carpenter so he's out and about and the convenience for him if i forgot to make a lunch or <laughs> is for him to go to i don't know sainsbury's get a meal deal or mcdonald's or costa he doesn't necessarily want to eat that despite the fact that he loves it but it's just what's there yeah um whereas me i'm the complete opposite i'm working in a shop where if i forgot my lunch Anything. I can make quinoa, I can make this, like I can make all of these health foods, which is great. But in a real world, not everyone works in the health food shop. Yeah. Not everyone can afford to go to the same series and get a meal deal, whatever the case may be. So I'm quite cutthroat with things like this because I've been in every situation. I've been homeless, I've been unemployed, I've had a daughter who has allergies, and then I've been on the other side where I've had a lot of disposable income and I can afford organic, local, blah, blah, blah. It does come down to values, like you said, and I've learned over the last year or so that I know wholeheartedly what my values are. I know what my families are and I know what my husband's are. Yes, they may not always come together, but for me, health is so important. So if health isn't important, that's fine. But if saving money is important, that's also fine, but we can all come together and make that work. So two things for me, you need to plan and you need to the opposite of inconvenience you need to plan <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's easy to be lazy it's easy after you finish work at five o'clock and you've got to commute back to Trowbridge but I don't know Bristol to just pop into Sainsbury's and get a you know a quick pasta but if your goal is to get healthy to lose an illness or to lose weight whatever it may be you're not going to get that through convenience and this is a very controversial su- subject but it goes to you could apply this process to anything to western medicine where Western medicine has a place, it's great, but it's not for everyday 
problems. Yeah. It's for things that cannot be be healed. I don't know. It's really, really hard. No, I, I hear you. Like, yeah. It's so easy to, um, so in, so like with my own family um, mm -hmm. and just people I know, yeah. right? It's so easy to, um, and I, I kind of, so before I started my own personal growth journey yeah. and then recently in like the last six months of time of recording this, getting more into kind of like human consciousness and everything. Yeah. Um, because we only know what we know, right? Of course we you do. know, and we get brought up on, you know, the best way that our parents can. And then yeah. like that becomes the norm. Yeah. But I, I kind of see it how it's so easy to, you know, you have a problem and then you phone the doctor and yeah. they give you a pill, you know, you know, it's all you know. Pills. It, yeah, you know, and so what I've tried to do is, so I face anxiety and depression when I was, was 18, when I was 18 and went to the doctors and they gave me prescription. But I knew that there was a better way, yeah. like this intuitive kind of thing. But, you know, to some people that might sound crazy, but I was like, well, if I've got these feelings inside of me, then how is this, like, you know, I couldn't um, make the connection. So that's actually one, one thing that actually sparked the personal growth journey, yeah. you know, kind of getting in, starting this journey. Yeah. And so I suppose what I'm, I'm trying to say is that it's so easy to, again, make those more in the moment, those sh short term cool. decisions of like phoning the doctor and, and whatever it is. And then obviously, cause you, you mentioned kind of, um, pills and, and everything, but like everything that we actually need, and I know, maybe you believe this as well to be uh, up to ourselves, to feel better or more energized, most of it actually comes from nature, you know? And, and, and like you said, you know, for certain illnesses, that the health service and that has a has a place and, and obviously does an amazing job but i feel like are we now too reliant on that and therefore don't look to you know understanding that actually food is it's a huge part it actually makes the cells of our body you, you know what i'm saying like this is why i want to have like more conversations like this to help people to understand that actually you know I'm eating this burger right now. Like this is my, my body's breaking this down. This is going to be my cell, like, like my cells type of thing, you know, by that conversation. So yeah, we'd love to get your, your thoughts on, on that, which obviously stemmed from the, that it's, it's maybe a bit too easy now to yeah. just like go to get, you know, pills yeah. to feel better. But again, that's a short, that's a shorter term decision, right? So how I see convenience, whether it's convenience in medicine, convenience in food, convenience in I've had depression, I've had anxiety, convenience in healing that, shall we mm. say, everything that we are told to receive, accept, take help from is essentially a plaster for the issue. Mm. So when I was given antidepressants, I, I want to say I was 18, I was between the age of 18 and 21. Just like yourself, mm -hmm. I was like, how is this pill going to stop me from thinking this way? How is this pill going to stop me from wanting to do X, Y, and Z? When I was like, no, I'm not accepting this. Like, yes, it may be able to scratch that itch, as they yeah. say, but it's not going to stop me. So just like yourself, I then started picking up books. I started mm -hmm. learning. I started like searching for people that had already been on this journey that could, I don't know, mental me, legally yeah. teach me. So as soon as I kind of realized that, that was before I had my daughter, it then opened up a massive kind of worm. <laughs> so my concept of it all now and my understanding of it is 99% of babies are born perfectly. Mm. They, of course, some children are born with defects, some children are born with illnesses, diseases. I'm not ignoring that, but babies are born perfect. 
their mothers, if the mothers are healthy, give them everything they need within the, mm -hmm. within their belly. And then they come out the moment they come out or even before they've come out, the women are given gas and air, which restricts the oxygen getting mm -hmm. to the baby. They're given an epidural, which of course some women are in pain. Even mm -hmm. birth is natural. I've yeah. given birth. It's hurts. It's hard, yeah. but yeah. it's, it's what a woman's body is yeah. designed to do. And of course, some people can't give birth and that that's fine. But going through the birth, you have to do it naturally. If you do it with interven interventions, it will alter the baby's state. So as an example, I was very lucky to be able to give birth naturally. As soon as my daughter came out, they were ready to jab her, do this, do that. And I was like, she's perfect. She doesn't need a rating out of 10 for how healthy she is. She doesn't need to be taken away from me. She doesn't need her umbilical cut. Like just let her be healthy. And then from that moment of giving birth to the moment you die, you're told, mm. told what to eat, you're told what to think, you're told what to do through school, through your food, through medicine, through society. And it, it's so loud. And what I've learned over the last year is that's fine. Those people are doing, like you said, they're doing the best they can, but they've not the knowledge they've got, but it's also not fine. Like if you know that, I don't know if you're, let's say for it to put it into context, when I was growing up, my mom didn't have a lot of money, so we could only afford to buy, I say buy junk food, but that's what she gave us at the time. That is all she knew. Yeah. Whereas now I've been in the same situation. I know that it's just as cheap to buy rice, to buy beans, to buy, I don't know, onions, whatever it may be. So. Through my own experience and my own gaining of knowledge through good people I've been around, through books I've read, I know that I can quiet that noise, mm. learn myself, learn about Mother Nature, giving us everything and more we need, and that everything else is either making money mm. or it is just nonsense. Yeah. And I know that sounds very dramatic, but it's simple. Like, yeah. for example, my husband's not very well at the moment, and we, we, don't, we don't label illnesses. So we use, do you know about homeopathy? So homeopathy is natural medicines. So rather than taking tablets mm. or liquids, you take um, small puleys, which are little balls, which have been coated in a herbal medicine, mm. but you look at the symptoms. So say, for example, my husband has an upset stomach. He can't sleep. He's feeling a bit nauseous. You get a book out, you find, the, I'm not a homeopath, so don't quote me, <laughs> but you find what your symptoms are and then it tells you what remedy to take. Okay. Those remedies are all completely natural. They're from the earth. Mm. You take them and then if your symptoms change, you then take a different one. So it's not about labeling that as food poisoning. It's mm -hmm. not about labeling that as, I don't know, COVID. It's all about looking at the individuality of your illness or your disease, whatever it may be, and healing it that way. Healing through food, yeah. healing through tinctures, healing through herbs, whatever it may be. It's not. Don't get me wrong. If I was dying, I would, of course, go to the hospital. Yeah. I would, of course, call the ambulance. But there's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place for a burger. If I eat a burger, I'm going to eat it wholeheartedly, knowing that it may be processed. It may have this in it. But because I've accepted it in my heart that I've chosen to eat it, it's not going to do as much damage to me as it would if I was like, oh, that's junk foods. You know, mm -hmm. make me bad. It's going to give me spots. Like, I think a lot of it not only to do is with, with the input of what you put into your body. It's where your mind is at when you receive that. Yeah, I think on, on that, so I'm not sure if you're familiar, there's somebody called Sean Stevenson. You know, so he runs a podcast, it's called The Health Model, okay. The Health Model Show. Yeah, Really great podcast. I read his books as mm -hmm. well, his, his audio books. Yeah. And even with, you know, foods that in society we would la label, and you know, that, that's part of the challenge, right, is that we always want to label yeah, something. Yeah. He talks about actually like, you can have those chips, you can have those crisps, just like up level the ingredients, yeah, 100%. right? Yeah. You know, and like, even that as a conversation is so different to, uh, even what I'm used to, you know, and like now I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. So instead of 
going to the shop and buying that, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try and uh, try and make it with my limited uh, skills in, in yeah. kind of in that area and, you know, and, you know, have that brownie, but instead of all the sugar, like I can replace it with a, you know, more of a natural sweetener or yeah. also or something. Yeah. And so I can still have the, the end result. And actually, you know, some people might be listening and thinking, well, then it might taste shit or whatever yeah. it is. But actually, like, I'm being honest, like, actually, some of the things, and even with my level of kind of baking and cooking, which is, like, level <laughs> zero, right? Like, yeah, life, so yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, it actually comes out pretty good, you yeah. know, and, like, you know, and so I think there's also that conversation, like, with anything that I say or content that I produce, especially on, on around these topics, it's not not to eat those foods or not, yeah. not to do live your life, like, live your life in, in your way. I think it's then again with the show, like having the awareness and having the consciousness of the not consequences, but of the it, of the effects of that. Like I don't know if you're familiar with the universal laws and, yeah, and, yeah. and kind of kind of yeah. all of that, but there's one of the law of cause and effect, yeah. right? And so like every action or everything that gets put into the world like has an effect, right? So you have obviously we're talking a lot about kind of health now, but but even from a climate point of view, like you don't recycle that bottle. Like, oh, I you on this. right, right. Like that has an effect in the world, yeah, right? Yeah. So do you want to speak? Okay. <laughs> so for a perfect example of that is, I'll give two examples. I, I always go back to my husband, bless him, because he is, he's still learning a lot about mm. this, which of course is not my place to be his teacher. He's learning through life, but he has been a professional boxer and a professional rugby player. So he has had to consume a lot of calories yeah. to kind of give him the technology, to give him the energy mm -hmm. to exert. And when he was a professional sporter, athlete, <laughs> he was fed the food that at his time, the nutritionist thought yeah. was great. He was eating shitloads of processed chicken, yeah. shitloads of X, Y, and Z, protein mm -hmm. shakes, whey protein, dairy. And it was great. For him, it was great. He was exerting what he needed to. He was getting the results he needed to. And me and him have had many conversations because we're both at different ends of the spectrum where he's like, surely that was right because it was giving me the results. And I'm like, Short term, yeah. Long term, that conversation you can do that. Yeah. We've had conversations about, I always say his name wrong, Arnold Schwarzenegger, because he is now a vegan. He mm. has obviously had the bodybuilding life, just learned that that was not great, that his personal body. Um, so now my husband's going through a process of he still wants to eat, and I'm not against anyone eating meat. I'm not against, I'm not against any of it. You do what's best for you, but he, he loves chips, which is fine. But he's now learned over 29 years of eating that, that his body is starting to tend to stop. Yeah. He's not in, doesn't have diseases, but he knows that if he eats a salad, which will take longer to prepare, and mm. it's not as easy, it's not as con uh, convenient, but he knows that his body for the next week will feel better than it will mm. if he was to have that burger. So he's learning for, through that. But then also on the flip side of that, I used to sell in my old shop cakes in a jar so they were vegan ready to eat you take the lid off eat them and they had all the normal cake ingredients sugar uh wheat chocolate blah, 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 which is fine it's absolutely fine now from the same baker we sell vegan raw cakes mm -hmm. which are the same concept like you said about right. your brownies yeah. but they are completely whole food mm -hmm. so yes they may not taste like a traditional brownie or a traditional i don't know peanut butter slice but it is just as sweet, just as like, it makes your heart feel just as good. Your taste buds love it, but it's goodness. And I think like you said, knowing that that cake, yes, it may be double the price. Yes, it may be smaller, but knowing that you're getting a lot of nutrients, which your body will enjoy, mm. it will benefit the planet, it will benefit you long-term. I think once you're aware of that, that is more enjoyable than a 
brownie that looks and tastes incredible for that minute, but then a couple of hours later, you can finish it. Yeah. But there was one other thing I wanted to say, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, Actually, because I'm climate change. About recycling. Yeah, recycling, yeah. So this is a perfect example. And again, it's a, I've had a lot of confrontation about this in the shop. So through all of my research and TV, so it's, all of this information is out there. Recycling is a greenwash. It's not a real thing. So unless you're a company like, do you know who TerraCycle are? Ter yes. So they buy recycled goods. They then break it down and they turn it into other things. So they'll turn it into park equipment, benches, so on and so forth. That is an incredible concept. They are taking the recycling goods and doing what yeah. we know is recycled. Whereas if you look at what Wiltshire Council does with recycling, they sell it to Malaysia. Mm. What do Malaysia do with it? They burn it. So we're not recycling. We are putting that into a landfill that is classed as recycling. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a but like, but like, wash. That's why like having these conversations is because like how many people actually know that? Of course they would. Right? Of course. And, and you know what it says? <laughs> this is all, this was on BBC. And this was on yeah. TV. This was on, I can go onto Wiltshire Council and get mm. this up. There's a list of Trowbridge, Bradford da, 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 and it says exactly where it's all going to, but people still think recycling is the answer. Yeah. It's not, why don't we go back to the issue, which is things being made in plastic in the first place and address that the same with health, the same with medicine, the same mm. with putting a plaster on the issue. Why don't we go back to the root cause? and work forward again why are we at that last that last whatever it is last issue we're trying to solve that it's just it can make us why in your opinion why do you think that we don't solve the root issue because people know that it's one of the biggest rabbit holes if you were to be told that every time you go into forget my shop every time you go and do your weekly shop at sainsbury's or aldi wherever it is every single item you're buying that says it is good for the planet mm. it is in recycled plastic Imagine being told that for the last 28 years of your life, however old you are, um, that that is all a lie. That will, what? Yeah. that will cause you so much confusion. And without going into another controversial subject, but you could apply this to COVID, you could apply it to masks, you could apply it to vaccines, you could apply it to any subject where there is two polarized mm -hmm. opinions. And it's okay, we're allowed to be wrong. But even on that, I don't, are you a follower of Gary Vaynerchuk? Gary V? Yes. Yes. I did not know that. It's all in. Yes. yes. Right. So he kind of talks about this concept, everything kind of in society, things either being like red or blue. Okay. And he likes the color purple because okay. it's kind of the both. You know, I kind of talk about it as everything is like white or black okay. when actually most of the answer to life is in the gray. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're on different opposites of, 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 the, like, of the schedule yeah. where like if we come back to more of a, I don't know if it's a centered place of like finding this. I don't know if it's common ground or like what it is, but that's kind of like how I see it of like, we're so split when actually a lot of the answer to things is, is you know, so you mentioned like the vaccine thing, like people are like, you know, either yeah. vaccines are amazing or they're crap, yeah, yeah. you know, like no in the middle. there's no like yeah. in the middle. And so I think when, when actually most of life is in the middle, you know, like there's no one, I don't believe that there's any one answer. Yeah. I just kind of so I, I've struggled with this a lot. And Again, this is something that in, so since I closed the last shop, I had six months off where I've done a lot of reflecting. Yeah. There's been a lot of like breakdowns, there's been a lot of learning and a lot of reflecting. But for me, I all, and this is why I don't label myself. For me, I, I've always had to be Layla, who's into mm. fashion, who's 28, who's mixed race, who's half Moroccan. I've always had to tick these blood boxes and it is so, it's what's like tight firing if i'm moroccan i don't have to look like a moroccan if i'm in fashion i don't have to look like a, do you know what i mean it, mm -hmm. it's so non-stop so for me when it comes to all of this splitting like 
And to put, I'm, just to say this, I have not worn a mask the whole way through COVID. Mm. I've been, I don't know if I've been lucky. I've not got COVID. I've not been vaccinated. I've not got COVID. And yes, my mum doesn't like that. Yes, my husband agrees with me. And that's fine. Like, I respect and love my mum enough to know that she is doing the best for herself. Mm. I respect and love my husband. I respect and love myself and know that I am doing the best with my decisions, my life. And that's fine. If later on down the line, I will never regret it. But if later down the line, whatever the context is, COVID, vaccines, food, my diet. If I decide that what I did in the past was wrong, at least I knew at that moment in time what I was doing was right. So for me, I'm not being slit. Mm. You can't put me into categories. If you want to use on your back, and it's the same with my shop, I've had people come in and they're like, and I'm sorry I keep going to COVID, but it just it puts it into a better context for me. People that won't come into my shop because I'm not wearing masks. Mm. And I'm like, like, can we not have an interaction without COVID coming between us? Can we not have an interaction without Boris Johnson, the media, this, like, yeah. why is, why is there so much noise? I can't we appreciate yeah. this moment. Me and you are here together. Why can't we appreciate this without worrying? Oh, I, yeah. I wonder if he's not, I'm not vegan, but I wonder if he's not vegan. I can't share this. It's so much. So like, like you said, if we just all come back to that gray or that purple area, like we're just, we're grounded. Yeah. We're grounded. We re- if we respect ourselves, we can respect others. If we love ourselves, we can love others. If we're scared, Whatever you're feeling, you will project onto the world. And this is just my opinion, but I've been there. If I've been in a shit mood, I've been a shit member of Stark. I've of been course, a shit I, I don't think it's, you know, that um, big of a breakthrough, really. But, you know, I just kind of, just kind of over the last month realized that everything, and this is kind of brought up for me, everything kind of internally at some, at some level has to get expressed, you know? And I think like over the last month for me, like I've kind of realized that more yeah. and then i was like oh because i'm a huge reflector as well yeah, right yeah. so which actually which which actually brings me on to another point i kind of okay. want, want to mention but yeah so I, I realized that and even if we are internally feeling scared or whatever it is it's then how that manifests in the world like it's okay to sometimes be, be scared like it's an emotion like any other you know feeling or, or emotion it's the same with when i had anxiety yeah. right like there was a there was events that kind of led to that point and then that anxiety like had to be um expressed and for me yeah. it was obviously expressed in a way like panic attacks and yeah. etc where actually i could have maybe expressed it in reflection by having more conversations yeah. with people you know not hide and not hiding them so i think um you're right you know that that's an important point that like everything has to be expressed and then it's just like how we do it in the most effective way or or or, or not really which kind of brought me on to like this whole kind of conversation we've been on like the last few minutes brings it back to what we kind of started with around knowing what we stand for and going within yeah you know and i think like not a lot of people do that right not a lot of people are therefore consciously aware of what they stand for and their values and in the time we have left just we'd love to get your kind of thoughts on how you know kind of encouraging people and any tips that you have from your own journey on how people can start to go within and reflect on actually what they stand for because i feel like yeah. once when we do that we show it better, better. and i think this is one thing that we're not taught in school we That's should be worse. school unfortunately worse. our parents aren't equipped with the knowledge to do it and our friends aren't and it there's so many times when you're just like oh am, am i cool enough am i fashionable yeah. enough? am i this enough and it's like right how do we stop this so for me i know you're supposed to do it from the inside out i had to do it reverse so i looked at what is materialistically around me that is making me feel like i am this i am that so for example, I used to work in fashion where I had to dress head to toe in makeup, perfume, fashion, blah, 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 all the time. And it was great. 
but is that sustainable? Is it, is it making my heart feel good? So I started to care less about, I don't know, wearing the latest trends and I cared less about what people thought of me. It was all kind of minimizing the things around me that if they weren't essential to my happiness, and this sounds like Mary Kondo, yeah. if you know who she is, but where you only have things around you that spark joy. Okay. So for example, in my home, it's quite minimalistic, but I know that everything that's in there was either made with love or it sparked some sort of joy within me. So then I then apply that to everything. I apply that to my relationship. I apply that to my friendships. If you're going to drag me down and just come to me to bitch, gossip, gal, I can't yeah, with it. it. So sorry to interrupt, but that kind of comes back to the noise bit. Yeah. You know, like, like there's just like so much noise. I mean, before you mentioned about like Boris Johnson and that, yeah. like for me, like that, I was thinking about this the other day, like, yeah. That is noise. It and is. for me, um, people are going to think I'm crazy. No, like, no. like that isn't real no. life type of thing. I, I don't, don't know if you feel, feel yeah. that. Like that is just noise of society. Boris Johnson is not my life. Exactly. The media is not my life. But, but like, I find it interesting. And one reason why I kind of got into this work and want to go yeah. way deeper into like the psychology of people. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. how, why, how, just the, the reasons and that behind, because so many people get too attached to that, then that becomes like their identity. Like I am, I don't, wouldn't care less about politics. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't even think that that really is real life. It, it, it's noise. So yeah, but that, that for me leads into the, the point of, of, of going with it. And then obviously yeah. of course, um, you've done it from the other way. Yeah. I think now that I am in a good place externally yeah. i've been able to comfortably sort out the baggage internally it, yeah. and like i'm not afraid to be completely open and transparent when i look with customers someone i've just met once <laughs> like it doesn't bother me because i'm so comfortable and okay with who i am what i've been through so i don't know i can apply it to anything like if, if a friend that i haven't spoke to for ages comes to me and she starts bitching and moaning like i'm okay to listen to that but i can be in a good place where i don't have to carry that with me i can just kind of be, if my cup's full, I can be there for them and then go back to my good place. But if I'm if I'm in an anxious place or I'm in a depressed place or my head's really gone and overthinking something, I'm a big overthinker. I've slowly learned ways and techniques of being able to ground myself, mm. meditation, journaling, having a good um, support group, a good community. And it's, don't get me wrong, not everyone has that. So I know how easy it is to be scared of the news. I know how easy it is to want to fit into all of Boris Johnson's tick lists. I get that. But until you've kind of eliminated the external noise, then you can lim eliminate the internal noise. If you don't have that, then your life will just be the tick list. And again, that's fine. But for me, that wasn't enough. I wanted to live my life so much more, more than that. I wanted to feel more love. I wanted to feel more life, feel more fulfillment. All of that I wanted to feel more of. And for me, I just had to cut so much off. Yeah. And it's, it is a scary place. Like I've lost a lot of friends and I've had a lot of headbutts with people, but if those people are on the same, not the same values as me, but they're on the same level as me, then we can, I don't know, we can go through it together. So it does this quote, I'm going to quickly find it before we wrap up. So it's from a book. I don't know if you read the book, uh, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Yes. Oh, I love that Right. Book. So there's a quote that says, when you live your most authentic life, some of your relationships will be put in jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, losing them is a risk worth bearing, finding a way to keep them is in your life is a challenge worth taking yeah. on and that you know the point about friends because I, yeah. I you know i've had the same and i think the biggest challenge is sometimes family members in that yeah. and just remind me of that quote really 100 i think it's so hard because of course your family has raised you and they've given birth to you but it's okay to not 
like have the same views as them. It's, and again, this is something I'm learning. It's okay to not want to spend 24 seven with one of your family members that you're used to, like have boundaries, set them and stick to them. Cause you're not, it sounds really cut through, but everyone else isn't your responsibility. You're your own responsibility. And if you're in a good place, you can help others. If you're in a shit place, you're going to give other yeah. people shit stuff. So just look after yourself. Yeah, that's it. Look and, after yourself and then course, you can look after and help others. Of course, you know, and it's that, it's that thing of, through all of this, you know, I'm, I'm also coming into more of a understanding of like people making their choices and their decisions based on where they're at, based on like their level of consciousness, yeah. right? Or coming back to like the, the, the show and obviously the, the purpose of the show and I suppose um, the mission that I've taken <laughs> on is to slowly like raise that, raise that bar ultimately. And I think the only, well, one of the only things that we can do for all of it is comes back to like those I call them you know, foundational human values, you know, of like love and kindness. Like, you know and that, that film, there's a Disney film, I can't remember what it's called, but they've got all the values <laughs> that remind me of that, where a little kid has a core memory and then yeah. it just gets stored in her memory like wow. the rest of her life. But yeah. That's it's just, no, no, that's, that's cool. I'm going to have to watch that film. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. So, you, you know, like for me, that's what I, you know, I um, aim to do, yeah. you, you know, is just go back to the, those foundational values and, yeah. um, love and, and kindness and in the couple of minutes we yeah. have left where can people find you online they want to learn more about what you do this is your time to pr pr promote Layla your shop maybe okay. if, if anyone is there so my personal yeah. life is very good <laughs> okay. I'm again this is something I've learned I've learned to keep it very separated just set myself to talk to my father but I'm on Instagram and Facebook as undressed Trowbridge no we are not naked it's just we're undressed from shit awesome. undressed from all of the crap the world provides you um and yeah, if you're ever around Wiltshire, around Trowbridge, come in. If not, just follow us and just interact. That's it, really. Do you have a website? Not yet. Not yet. No, our okay. money's our money pot's building. Okay. So we can build that because we mm. want like a really swish one. Okay. But not yet. <laughs> well, well, when that's up and running, we will include those Thank links so in much. the uh, description. Yeah. We'll include the links to is it Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. They're yeah. on. And the details of, of, of the shop. So guys, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Leave thoughts, uh, reviews, comments down below. And um, I'll see you in the next episode. If you got value from this episode, found it insightful or learned a thing or two, please leave a review where you can let everyone know that this show is worth checking out. I appreciate you so much. You'll be hearing from me in the next episode.